Welcome to the Winning Move Podcast. I'm your host, Stratton Brown. I interview successful entrepreneurs from around the world to see what moves they've made in their lives to get successful and more importantly, stay successful. I'm here to make sure you can create a better life for you and your family. Let's tune in. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Winning Move Podcast. We've got another badass guy under 30 who's killing it, a guy who I'm aspiring to get to as far as revenue goes, right, and everything else. His name's Cody Pirtle. Thank you so much for coming on, man. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Appreciate you uh, inviting me on to be on the show. Of course, bro. You're a fucking killer. So, <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm about to be 30, man. I'm approaching 30 in like six months. So, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you freaking out about it? I was on the phone with nah, Derek no, not really, man. I'm just, I'm over it now. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> bro. Older, um, older and wiser. <laughs> I, so, I called Derek this morning because it's his birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I was trying to talk to him. And we were talking about like every time, every year on my birthday, I have like a yearly crisis of I'm getting too old, too fast, and I haven't achieved enough. Right. right and it's right. like constant, bro. Do you yeah. feel that at all? Um, a little bit, man. I guess I just kind of got over it. You know, you start to feel like um, the little things as far as like you know, exercising. Like you know, if I go place you know sports or whatever the next day i'm sore as hell or you know yeah drinking the hangovers are getting worse so <laughs> you know it's just stuff like that man so but yeah i mean i'm pretty much over it now about to be 30 so it is what it is <laughs> and you don't have any kids do you i do i have a daughter yeah oh i didn't know that yeah, yeah. how's your daughter yeah. she's 12 oh hell yeah you yeah. have a kid yeah. young dude young man yeah it taught me a lot yeah Bro, tell me about that situation because I thought I had my son young. Yeah, um, no, nah, dude, I was uh, I was sixteen um, whenever she was born. A few months after she was born, I had turned seventeen. So um, at that point in my life, I was doing um, I was stupid, man, doing a lot of stupid things, hanging around with the stu- stupid crowd. Yeah. Um, so right after I had her, man, I um, I ended up dropping out of high school. You know, she was she was Ooh. one of the main reasons why. And um, I just started going. I went work for my dad in the oil and gas industry right after that, shortly. So, did yeah, you talk about it. I did. Yeah, yeah. My uh, so one of the things with my mom, um, you know, because I I dropped out as a junior in high school, and uh, you know, my mom was okay to sign off on it as long as I went to go get my GED. So, you know, I made a commitment to her to go get my GED. It took me probably about you know two months to get it, and then uh, after that, you know, I went to work. What, bro? So how much did that shit kick your ass into gear? Because like when I had my son, when I as soon as I found out my girlfriend was pregnant, I didn't do sh- I didn't talk to anybody for months. Like I was like, mm-hmm. all right, bro. Like it, something like clicked. So like, bro, it's just grind time, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much, man. You know, once you start to hit a, you know, part of that responsibility that folds into your life, and I could probably say my experience was a lot different considering how young I was. Um, you know, I was, I was still a kid myself. So, um, you know, having to undergo that at that point in my life, it was definitely, um, life changing. And, you know, as a man, you got to do what you got to do. I was, it was either stay in school. I was already not making good grades. I knew what I wanted to do once I got out of school. Uh, so it was, it just made perfect sense for me to make that decision to go, go to work and, you know, start working at the same company my, that my dad was at. So yeah, I don't regret it at all. No, not, I mean, what's it called? At the beginning, I was like, Jesus Christ, my fucking life is over. That's truly what I thought, right? <clears throat> yeah. So <laughs> you don't it's life changing. It's life changing, man. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So when you, when did you start getting into sales after you dropped out? Were you in the oil and gas industry that entire time? Yeah. So right after I dropped out of high school, um, I went go at that time. No, I was, I had like a stock boy job. I was working at a, a grocery store, man, while I was in high school at the time. So I uh, dropped out. I wanted to go work with my dad in the oil and gas industry. So I'm from South Louisiana. Typically, um, 
you know, most, most men at, at, you know, once they get out of high school, that was kind of the career path to get into. Um, there's a lot of money to be made into it, especially at a young age. So I, I, I jumped right into that field uh, right after high school. And I didn't get into sales until I, um, I got laid off of my oil and gas career in 2015. And oh, wow. I moved to Houston in 2016. So that's whenever I started, you know, getting more involved into sales and entrepreneurship and psychology and, you know, all that good stuff. So what was your first job after you got laid off? And like, what really started getting you into real estate? So the first, uh, <clears throat> going to your first question, the first uh, job that I took after I got laid off, I moved to Houston. I didn't have a job for the longest time. I had a savings account. That was pretty much it. But I was so caught into wanting to be an entrepreneur, a business owner. I just, I just didn't know exactly what I wanted to be at the time. So months went by of me just trying to figure it out, trying to, you know, figure out who I am and what I want to do. And I eventually found a job um, in collections. So Ooh. I was, <laughs> yeah. So um, I got accepted for a job in collections and it was right down the road from the apartment that I was living at at the time. And it was an office environment, hundreds of phone calls a day, you know, nonstop. And, um, you know, same with like, kind of like what we do in real estate, it's kind of funny, you know, we had KPIs for that as well, as far as, you know, what was my talk time for the day, how many dollars I made a day, um, you know, all that stuff. And whenever I did get somebody to pay their bills, it's kind of like, uh, we use like a chart to bring up the, there's like a little color chart that would just go up, yeah. you know, it's how much money we brought in. So, um, pretty funny, you know, how it all kind of correlates in some way, but, um, as far as real estate goes, man, once I got laid off, I, I had a, in 2015 is the year that I got laid off, but I had about a year to prepare myself and I was freaking out. You know, I had a, a new house at the time that I had just bought the previous year. Um, I had a lot of toys, you know, boats, okay. oilers, you know, just all kind of bullshit. All right? Yeah. Not all, not all of it was dead, but just, okay. you know, that's how I was spending my money. You know, I was yeah. not investing it. I was just buying shit, you know? <laughs> so, um, I had about a year to prepare myself. I got laid off at the end of 2015, but come February or March before, uh, at the beginning of 2015, uh, it started to slow down. Work started to slow down. People started to lose their jobs and I knew it was coming, man. So okay. I wanted to prepare myself in a way um, to exit that industry and not have to depend on a job because just as it was life changing to have a child at such a long, young age, it's life changing to experience, um, you know, what, what are you going to do whenever, you know, you've, you've jumped into this industry, this career path that you thought that you were going to do for the rest of your life. And now your back's against the wall and you're about to lose it all, you know? You're about to lose your career and, and there's nobody else hiring. What am I going to do to make money? You know, and I was 20, 24 at the time. So I'm, I was still young. So having to experience this and seeing older men in their 60s and 70s still working in, in this industry and experiencing the same feeling that I'm feeling, I knew right then and there, I'm never going to put myself or my family in this position. I'm going to find a way out of it. So... um. I, uh, funny thing is one of the guys that, um, I was working with at the time, I asked him, you know, what are you going to do if you lose your job? He was about, um, five, five to 10 years older than me. Okay. And, um, he was always coming to work in a good mood. You know, I was depressed trying to f figure it out, scrambling, you know, like, what am I going to do? And he told me to read a book, uh, rich dad, poor dad and think and grow rich. And, um, he got me involved into bigger pockets and all the, you know, the podcast from bigger pockets, the forums, and I just started getting addicted, man. You know, what is this real estate stuff? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, exactly, man. So I ended up um, buying my first rental property at the end of 2015. I sold a lot of oh, my okay. bullshit, you know, the, the four wheelers. Uh, um, you know, I got rid of my truck. I got into a cheaper car payment. I had two trucks at the time. So I sold that one too. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I did to start. I started to learn about entrepreneurship and money 
finances, right? They, they never teach you that crap in school. So I, I had to self-educate myself on that. And I started to reduce, slowly reduce my expenses and start to save some money to be able to start investing. And I bought my first property at the end of 2015. So um, as far as real estate went, I was really into buying rental properties at okay. the time before I discovered wholesaling. So do you still have that rental now? I still have it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still have it. It's a, it's a little mobile home on a piece of land. I bought it for like 30, I think like 36 grand. I put, I did all the work myself, me and my dad, actually, I put probably like two to $3,000 worth of work into it. Did some flooring, paint, all that stuff. And, um, I rent it out for like eight fifty a month right now. And I, I, I have like a tiny little mortgage. I pay, I think like 300 bucks on it. So yeah. Yeah. I have you to do and that's all his business model is, bro. His mobile yeah. home land. Yeah. That, that's all he does. Yep. So, bro, I want to talk. Let's talk about your collection stuff first because that's like what makes the best salespeople just because of the intensity. It's like, what yeah. else did you pull away from that as far as integrating that into your business, the KPIs, what's it called? The harassment of the follow-up. Dude, the, the thick skin, <laughs> getting told, you know, fuck you all the time. Uh, I think that was the biggest thing that I took away, you know? Yeah, the KPIs and stuff for sure, but I didn't know what that was back then until I became, you know, a business owner myself and started to hire people and build systems and processes. Then I started to realize how that tied in. But um, at the beginning, man, it was the, um, the feeling of getting rejected so much over and over and over and getting cursed at and yelled at on the phone coming from the background that I, I worked in my, you know, my life previously. So, um, you know, doing that, I worked around with a lot of, you know, grumpy old men that did yeah. curse and got pissed off all the time. But, um, it was definitely a, a different type of experience, you know, being on the phones all day, every single day, coming into work from this time to this time, doing the same thing repetitively and getting told to go screw yourself multiple times throughout the day right sometimes like days i would laugh it off and sometimes there would be days where um you know i'm like man i, I can't do this shit today you know <laughs> like i'm not dealing with it you know but i think that's the biggest thing that i picked up from it man is thick skin because tying it into this whole real estate stuff um you know what we do as far as the uh, acquisition uh process part of it um, you know, you get sellers all the time, like quit calling me, you know, you know, your offer sucks, all this crap, you know? Well, I mean, with entrepreneurship, I think the biggest fallacy that everybody talks about, is like all these fucking sunshine and rainbows where half the time, mm -hmm. like every, I'm going to fire everybody one day, right? right? You're, you're going to make a million dollars the next day. Then the mm -hmm. next day, like four deals fall through, right? And towards the ups and the downs. And you, I feel like I get kicked more in the face now than I ever really have before. 100%. Or, yeah, like I have all these wins, but like we, we had a deal flow out this morning. We were going to make one of our partners going to make 12K. It's at the closing table. And then all of a sudden I get a text saying, you know, the seller owes 13K in back taxes. Right. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And then like all this other random shit that keeps piling up and then you'll have one good win. And then that's your fix for the next. Yeah. Hour. Yep. It happens, man. That's the business that we're in. Right. <laughs> but it's the beauty of it. Right. Because every every loss leads you to something else. Right. You know, it's just it's like you got to look at it from that angle. You know, if the moment you start beating yourself up about it, because, you know, we lose deals all the time man, due through due to stuff that is out of our control. No control. You know, but it's just the nature of the beast. I know that, you know, if I can continue to be consistent, that I'm going to find another deal that's going to be larger than the one that I just lost, you know. And are you guys primarily virtual or do you go on appointments? That's the next thing. Oh, virtual. Yeah. All virtual. Yeah. Every now and then we'll go on appointments. If it's like a property that we feel like we want to buy ourselves, you know, I'll either go or, you know, some of the guys in the office will go, um, you know, every now and then you have, um, you know, just sellers that are older, a little bit more old school and, you send, send them a contract to their email. They're like, what the hell is this? You know, they want to meet you face to face. It's just those types of situations. If it's, um, if it's in our market in, in Houston, then, you know, we'll go obviously, or, um, you know, if it's out of our market, um, you know, another state or another city, then we'll usually find boots on the ground and go out there.
I, are you, so are you what, all, how many states are you in now? I thought you were just like all greater Texas. No, dude. So, um, as far as, um, as far as like data wise, like whenever we pull like lists and stuff, it's all throughout Texas. But as far as, uh, doing deals, you know, through, uh, inbound leads and stuff, we're pretty much all over the nation, you know, Missouri, okay. Chicago, um, Tennessee, Florida, just wherever. If, if the deal makes sense, yeah, we'll, we'll grab it. Is that all through PPC, I'm guessing? We do a little bit of PPC, man. I put a lot of that on hold for now um, just because we were doing some um, – we are making a lot of changes internally with our, uh, with our team. So I put that on hold. I'm about to start ramping that up again. But um, a lot of the inbounds that we still have coming in right now is from uh, Facebook ads. Are you serious? Yeah. What's, so what's the secret to Facebook ads? I've Dude. tried it, lost thousands. My friends have spent, one of my friends spent 50,000, made 55. He was like, all right, bro, that's enough data to where it's not even worth it. You, to be honest with you, man, that is probably one of the only things that I don't have my hands in. Um, I hired somebody else to do it and I just kind of let them roll with it. You know, um, I'm still mainly focused like on the acquisition side. So I see the type of leads that are coming in and a lot of them are pretty, pretty decent, man. You know, they're not, um, you get some of course that are just bullshit, but <clears throat> for the most part, man, they're pretty motivated. That's I mean, right. the only thing that I could say, um, I know for sure that we're spending, um, I think about a hundred bucks a day on Facebook ads. Um, our ads are very, I guess, you know, we have some videos introducing ourselves and you yeah. know who we are stuff like that uh, you know I, I think you know my partner jared there, there might be like a video of him you know walking around the neighborhood and just talking to his phone um i don't know if like what's so like anything special about it man it was honestly dude uh the time we started doing it i had so much going on that i didn't want to learn it i just kind of you know trusted somebody else to do it and if it didn't work then it didn't work you know right but, i mean that's what most people do now, right? When you're in your position, you can only focus on a mm -hmm. couple of things. Now you have the cash flow to just pay to outsource it. And That's then right. Things keep going. Mm -hmm. So, what does your day to day look like now? And like, what are you responsible for in your company? And talk about your partner as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, my day to day is is uh, mainly um, acquisitions focused. Um, I'm more focused on the acquisitions part of it now. And um, it hasn't always been like that. You know, it used to be my partner. And then we just kind of like flip flopped a little bit. Uh, my partner, Jared, he's mainly focused on uh, the transactions part of it. He's um, whenever it comes to like integrating, integrating stuff and putting plans into action. Uh, he's the man that that can, you know, make it happen. Um, you know, those hard to close files, you know, he pretty much takes a threshold on that. And um, a lot of his time is spent running the title company too. So we have a title company and um, he's putting a lot of time and effort into that right now. Um, I also focus a lot on the marketing and uh, a little bit on the dispositions, but we kind of have majority of that covered now. I, I don't really have to be so involved on that side. Okay. What and, would you say right now is your biggest bottleneck in your business and both businesses? I'm interested. Um, Biggest bottleneck that I have in the wholesaling, you know, real estate investing part of it, I think time and um, I think acquisitions is extremely tough, right? Um, there's a lot of cycling through people, I feel, and it takes a special kind of character who can, again, deal with rejection um, every single day. And... Um, just have that that desire to be consistent on the phones, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> that part, that is kind of why I moved more into the acquisition side of it. Um, okay. As I told you, we had, um, I had to make some changes earlier this year internally. Um, you know, we had, we had some great people that worked with us, but over time, people kind of get complacent and comfortable yeah. and you have to make changes, right? It's either they make a change, you have to talk to them about it, or you have to make changes yourself. So um, we had to make a lot of changes as far as personnel goes. And um, it was kind of like a little rebuild at the beginning of the year for us. 
So, and I, I was reading about this in principles the other day. Mm. At what point did you know it was time to make the changes? And how did you identify who it was that needed to go? Well, so at we, a lot of it had to do with the title company too. Right. Okay. So we, we started this title company in October, but we, we started like the build out phase of it. Um, as far as like the office and then all the other stuff that goes into it, yeah. December, I think like the middle of December is whenever we officially launched and we were able to start closing deals. All right. Okay. <clears throat> so we were so focused and gun ho on that, that it's, um, it, it even, even as a leader for myself and, you know, my partner, we can both say this, that we, kind of let go a little bit of the wholesaling side of it that we weren't paying as much attention to it as we, you know, usually are. Okay. And then come, you know, we felt that pain in January and February because we had, you know, shit for revenue. Mm-hmm. So once January hit and I saw how much we were closing, I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> I was like, this is like the lowest I've ever done. And, you know, since me and him had, you know, decided to become partners. And then February was the same thing, you know, it was crazy. Depressing. You bounced back fast okay. as fuck though. Fast, dude. Very fast. Yeah, we had to make changes. I had to get myself more involved in uh, the day-to-day operations again. Okay. And I feel I feel like as a business owner, um, you know that that's like one of the things that you know me. I've only been doing, you know, I've only been doing the wholesaling business. Like I took it to, I guess the next level, if you will, probably about two years ago in 20, 2019 is whenever I, I've learned how to take this and turn it into an actual business. A business, business. But that's one of, that's a hard lesson that I've learned is to never take your, you know, your foot off the pedal and always be observant of your employees. Um, you know, making sure that their systems and processes are still in place and they're, um, you know, they're hitting their goals and in return, the company's hitting their goals. You know, it's, um, I didn't have anybody in a position to be able to look over that for me. You know, it was always me and Jared. So once we let that go, um, there's really no leadership in the office. Right. Okay. Yeah. That was my next question, bro. I was like, so was it a lack of leadership? Did you not prepare someone enough when you stepped away or is it more of like it just slipped? You thought it would be fine. And then you saw all the chinks in your own armor. Lack, lack of leadership for sure. Um, you know, also we did have, um, some issues with, with personnel, right? It's, um, there's things that we, I guess, what's the right word that I'm looking for, man? It's, um, you know, it's not that they're like lazy, but they're not, um, they've been with us long enough that they're not, yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) They've been with us long enough to where like, um, they weren't going to go anywhere with us, right? Like it's not, they, there was no leadership skills. There was no um, initiative. Whenever the time came to hit the pavement and start like, you know, producing results, they they just weren't there. They kind of just faded out, right? And, um, you know, I, I, I'm always the like type of person, you know, Jared's the one that's like, just like whatever, but I get emotionally attached to the people that we bring in. And, um, you know, we, we try to help them out and we try to get them going, you know, it's, there's only so much that you can do. You know what I mean? Well, I know exactly what you mean. And they can make more money with you than they've ever made in their life, right? Like more, way more money than they could ever imagine possible. A lot of people are happy making like five grand a month. They can make Mm -hmm. a lot more with you guys. The leadership aspect of bringing them along. I haven't experienced the lack of initiative yet though. That is a really hard one to wear. So what going back, what would you do to like sniff that shit out? Because that's the hardest thing to fucking sniff out to where, let's say you're 17 months into this and then you start to see their true colors because they find realized. I'm still figuring it out, man. That's something that I'm still trying to figure out as far as, um, you know, bringing in the right people, the right leadership, the right um just personnel right yeah. that'll just take it over without me having to be over their shoulders you know what i mean and um you know i yeah i wish i had that answer for you bro <laughs> i um i think you know 
because I do have I do have one guy that's working for me right now. He's kind of um, he's kind of like I don't want to say he's my assistant, but he helps me out with like a lot of small tedious tasks that yeah. I you know might not have that that are very time consuming, and it'll take like almost my whole day, right? Mm -hmm. He has a lot of good leadership capabilities, and the way he, I guess he approached me is like, "Hey, man, I'll I'll come work for you for free. Like, I want to learn from you, all this stuff." And I told him, I said, "Hey, look, you know, I, yeah, that's fine. You could come work for me. I'll open up the business, but you know, you're gonna sign a non-compete and all this good stuff, and you know, at least be with me from a certain time period to a certain time yeah. period, right?" Um, but you know, he's military background, disciplined, um, on time, all the time. Um, takes initiative. So, you know, if I could find more people like that, I think I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Do so. My next question was um, talking about acquisitions, and this is the number one thing that happens with every wholesale company. Motherfuckers mm -hmm. leave and go start their own company. Like, I did that shit. Like, eventually, I was like, man, I'm sick of this. And you're training up youths, and they're going to go and start up their own company. So, is everybody signing a non compete? And how are you painting your this is my favorite question. How are you painting your vision so big that their dreams can fit inside of it? Dude, that's a really good question. Um, so I, some of the people that have came work for us in the past decided to start up their own wholesaling companies as well. Yep. Um, honestly, man, it really doesn't bother me that bad. I guess I don't stress about it. I don't, I quite okay. frankly, man, I, I really don't care. Um, Cause at the end of the day, I know between me and Jared that, you know, we'll do what we got to do to keep prospering forward. And, you know, they're not going to get in our way and kudos to them, man. You know, if that's what right. they want to do. Um, I think as far as wholesaling goes, man, it's, uh, it's, it's easy, but at the same time, it's, it's, it could get difficult, man. And to kind of, you know, to scale it, um, I think that's the most challenging part right? To scale it, bring in the right people, make sure um, your marketing's right, your KPI's right. So, you know, kudos to them and best of luck, man. I mean, it's it, it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, well, I mean, the monthly nut alone is something that a lot of people aren't prepared for, right? So the marketing spend to where this is all on you to recapture that money and then the money may mm -hmm. not come back for a year on, all, it, on some of it, right? We're going to be pushing shit along for two years. You just never know. It, exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. And to answer your other question about, um, you know, dreams and how they can align their their dreams and their goals with our company, um, I think it's really, you know, a lot of it falls down to like, what do you want as a company, as far as revenue wise, and uh, paint the picture for them. Uh, we've done we've done quarterly meetings where we've had vision boards uh, with our employees and, um, you know, we, we would ask them, you know, we'd sit down one-on-one -on -one with them too and say, Hey, how much do you want to make a year? And we'd map it out for them. Okay. You need to do this, 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 and this. Right. Um, I think that really helped out a lot doing stuff like that. And I think having a good culture at the workplace is huge as well. Right. Just having a good fun environment, um, celebrating your wins and, um, you know, you know, whenever things do go wrong is always like having meetings with them on how we can improve and how, you know, where do we mess up at and, uh, you know, how can we get better? So, um, I don't know. We've always found stuff like that works, man. People like to grow. They see that as a growth opportunity. And, um, I think, you know, for the most part, um, you know, people have financial goals too. So painting that picture out for them too, will definitely help not only them, but also you as a business owner, because they're going to be more hungry to make sure they hit those numbers. Without a doubt. Mm -hmm. And now let's start talking about your title company. Why? I already asked this. Why in God's name did you start a title company? <laughs> um, man, mainly, mainly for control. Um, I wanted, I wanted to have control of our deals. Um, title companies can make or break your deal. I think we in real estate can all say yes to that. And um, I wanted to, there's a lot of title companies that, <clears throat> I mean, think about it, right? Somebody's entitled, they're dealing with all these files. I mean, I've seen the life of an escrow officer, man, and it is stressful as hell, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I've, it's literally right down the, 
hallway from me right now. So um, having one on your payroll is a little bit different because now I could just go knock on her door, text her anytime I want, you know, hey, what's going on with this? Hey, what's going on with that? And I pretty much get responses almost immediately, right? Instead of having to wait sometimes to the next day. But not only that, man, um, you know, I have a lot of uh, friends and acquaintances and people that are in the same industry, of obviously. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to be able to attend to them too. Um, and, you know, make sure that we don't drop the ball on some of their deals, right? And you guys want to be the number one investor source and the number one investor title company in Houston, I'm guessing. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. How is so how's the transition been dealing with these new customers? One thing that I thought was different is now I'm in a service based business and now I have to service all my friends and I have to help our employees not to fuck up that because then our my friends are losing money because of me. So it is, man. Um, I could probably say that's the only thing that makes it a little bit stressful is because these these are my friends. These are people right. that I know. I associate myself with them. Um, they're relying on me to get that their transaction, you know, closed. And, um, you know, I'll be honest with you, man. Sometimes, like, since we've been doing this, there have been instances where um, there have been things that haven't gone perfect, right? But, you know, it's, it's one of those things, man, that you um, – you constantly just just want to improve on, um, you know, making sure that everything works out right for them. And if if it do, if something does slip up, you know, the as, as long as it's not our fault, man. I mean, I'm okay with that. But if it is yep. our fault, yeah, I'll feel like absolute shit about it for sure. You know, it um, happens, bro. And sometimes you can't help growing pains too, right? As you're scaling a company out, there's some things you don't have control over. Mm -hmm. Or let's say like we didn't build out a system right, and then like this one thing slips, and it's like fuck. Yeah, absolutely. So that starts to get pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. What masterminds are you in? Um, none right now, man. Really? I'm in none right now. Yeah, none. why? Why? Ah, dude, time mainly, mainly time. Um, not saying what I'm doing is the right answer by any means. I love masterminds. I'm all for them, a hundred percent. Um, really, man, it's just, it's just, um, it's just time and being able to commit to one right now. Um, if I do commit to one and I'm paying the money, I, I don't care how much money you pay for a mastermind or coaching or mentoring. Um, that's always the answer, right? That's always the answer to growth. Learning is always the key to growth. Um, but just right now at this very time, I'm in zero right now. Uh, but I, I will, man, I, I'm looking into some of them. Um, I know the one that like, Steve Trang's in. Um, what is that? What is that one called, man? Collective Genius. Uh, Collective Genius. Heard that's a pretty solid group. Um, there's a few of them, man. What are what kind are you in? What mastermind? Um, I do some stuff with Mark Evans, and okay. then we're in a self storage mastermind. Yeah, so the self storage mastermind is something that we've been looking into for sure. I lo I love the one we're in. Um, if you are mm -hmm. looking at it, bro, I think it I think it's awesome, dude. Send it to me, man. I'm definitely interested. I, I've been talking to Jared about getting into one because that's, uh, you know, we talked about that earlier. That's something that we're looking to get into. And um, yeah, man, we're highly interested for sure. That's something I'm willing to sign up with like ASAP. The handholding is a huge thing for me, bro. I like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I just like having someone to give me that confidence to move forward. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, right. And I, I know we talked earlier um, last week about, me and Jared's um, deal that we're building right now, yep. right? That we, we haven't closed on it. So I don't want to speak too soon on it. Um, we're still working on some kinks, waiting on surveys, stuff like that. But, um, you know, this was obviously something that, that we've done. Um, this was our first, you know, new build and step into commercial, right? So, um, you know, just to let everybody know, we, we're, we're working on uh, developing some storage units out here in Texas. And, um, as far as like the appraisals and stuff go, we were extremely conservative on our numbers to the appraiser and it freaking bit us in the ass, man. So no. now, yeah. So now we're trying to work our way up to get that appraisal higher so we can get a, a bigger loan to be able to build this thing. Right. So it's like little things like that. Um, you know, knowing what material cost is and all that stuff that we've could have highly benefited from joining a mastermind. So masterminds, 
coaching mentorships. That's the way to go. <laughs> Bro, that sucks. I'm so sorry. It is what it is, man. You know, all you can do is, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to work on, you know, getting out of it, getting a higher appraisal for sure. And, uh, making this thing happen and if it doesn't you know it's a it's a big learning lesson for us for sure you know and so. are you are you still coaching you guys had your own coaching program right <laughs> a little bit man um i do a little bit of it again it, it goes back to uh, it just goes time. back to time it's time man time is valuable um i mean like i told you i hired um a guy mainly to kind of assist me in doing doing things now right long um just tasks that swallow up my time yes man just stop Stop. and uh and you know saying that too man um you know time is valuable but i don't know if you've seen lately i've been doing a lot of traveling you know traveling is is super important to me man it it rejuvenates my mind it refreshes me whenever i get back here um and i want to i want to be able to do those things man you know it's 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 something that i work my my ass off for you know, I, I want to go enjoy life. You know, why just, you know, I'm not going to sit here and work every single day, man. Like, I'm going to go enjoy the shit that I work for and just just have a good time, man. See the world. You know, that's stuff that I like to do. Well, so. bro, the, the one thing I don't like with the coaching mm-hmm. is I will give someone the entire blueprint of where they want to go. And then they don't do shit. And then you're just like, <sighs> Dude, um, I've had, there was people like that. I was in our group. Um, I know exactly what you mean. And, um, again, it, it kind of goes back to that, you know, attachment that I had with people who come work for us. It's almost like the same thing, right? You you want, you want to help them and you want to see them win. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, you know, we would have conversations and I would say, Hey, look, I need to know how many leads you're getting a week. I need you to do this to boost it up. (laughs) Right. And come next week, it's, they're still getting the same amount of leads and it's like, man, dude, like I, it puts you in a tough position and it, yeah, it kind of sucks. Um, you know, hearing stuff like that, but yeah, I mean, it's a part of it, but nobody <laughs> talks about that when it comes to the education aspect and don't get me wrong. Yeah. It is lucrative. Like it's really lucrative. And, but mm-hmm. then the time suck of it all. And then for me, like the mental suck of like me caring for this person till still takes up mental space and the other 90 yeah. problems I'm trying to solve. Right, right. Yeah. So yep. how often are you going to Mexico, bro? Like how I see you <laughs> like how often are you really down there? Like I have this shit written down. How often are you going down there? Oh man, I've, I dude, I've only what I went to Mexico maybe once or twice this year. So where where the hell are you with all the palm trees and the beaches then? I see you with palm trees and beaches like every two weeks. <laughs> um so just recently we went to, uh, I got back from St. Thomas, um, Monday. So St. Thomas, Virgin islands. Um, so that was pretty fun. Uh, right before that we went to, uh, I'm probably going to butcher this, uh, Puerto Vallarta. Okay. And that's in, that's in Mexico. It's on the California side. So Pacific, right. Um, that was beautiful, man. Oh, that was so beautiful. Um, but yeah, man, I, I like to travel. Um, I think I'll probably go on another, you know, little small vacation again at the end of this month it might go to tulum check out tulum i've never been to tulum it looks like a beautiful place um but yeah man i love to travel (laughs) so my next question is as you're building your business are you taking that into consideration now like okay do i really want to have all this office staff or do i want to be like that guy who lives down there in mexico and then just operates his base 100 percent virtually no um I don't want to. I don't want to live in Mexico, man. I, I, am good with staying here. In the or state. live anywhere I, is the biggest thing, right? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Time, I guess time will tell. You know, um, you know, I don't know if I want to live in Houston for the rest of my life. You know, maybe move somewhere else. I was thinking about Dallas or Florida. I love Florida, um, but you know, I, I don't know. It's whatever God hasn't has in plans for me. Um, as far as staff goes, it's, um, you know, I obviously couldn't leave until I find, um, you know, solid leadership that can be able to take over that role. Right. And I think that's probably the hardest thing is being able to find, you know, that those key personnel to be able to do something like that. As far as me, um, traveling right now, man, um, 
the business sustains. I'm always on top of my shit, even whenever I'm out. Um, and I, I have somebody who's here that has my back. Um, whenever 100%. you know I'm going, I have a guy that's you know I hired uh, literally for this, you know, for to be able to do all my all my tasks whenever I'm out, and he handles it with no problem. So, um, you know, just having people like that too, I think is you know, it's really good, especially if that's something that you want to do. How big of a game changer was it hiring on that guy and we'll just call him an assistant? And when did you know you had to make that hire, bro? Huge game changer, man. Huge. Um, when did I know I needed to make that hire? I think, um, man, it really just boils down to, uh, I guess I was starting to get a little bit more, like a little bit more stressed with and overwhelmed with a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do. And I know in order to grow, um, there's stuff that I needed to let go of, right? There's stuff that I needed to stop, con you know, letting consume my time. So, you know, hiring that person definitely took that off my shoulders to allow me to focus on, you know, like the storage unit development or, you know, marketing, you know, adding this piece and hiring and training people, right? So now I have him, you know, doing tasks, tasks for me that never allowed I lost you, bro. Sorry, I had a call coming in. No, no problem. There you go. <clears throat> so, I you you got cut off, dude. That allows you to oh, do where, what? Where did, where did <laughs> I? Oh yeah, that allows me to be able to uh, to do something like that, right? To allow to allow me to be able to focus on uh, like storage or or you know bigger projects, bigger things, right? Because uh, obviously, you know, I'm. I'm trying to look to grow, right? I'm trying to look to grow, to get into more stuff, to invest some of my money that I've made from wholesaling and flipping houses. I'm looking to invest my money. And in order to do that, I need, I need more time. Right. So 100%. Mm. So we got our people stat. So what are the stats for your acquisitions people? Um, we like to get them to make at least a hundred, a uh, hundred calls a day and 10 offers a day. So oh, wow. I'm more focused. I'm more focused on the offers, right? Like how many offers that they're making a day. That's the biggest thing for me. And is your offer a ballpark? Are you talking hard offer? Are you talking like dot emails in their like DocuSign in their email box? <clears throat> no, no, not necessarily sending out a contract, but sending out an offer, right? Giving them an offer for their property. Hey, look, if I were to buy this house, I need to be at, you know, from A to B, right? I just want them making offers because the more offers you make, the more contracts you get. Yep. You know? Okay. So, and we're going to wrap this thing up in probably like the next 10 minutes. I want to okay. talk about what's been your biggest failure so far. Um, biggest failure, man. I don't like to, I, that's kind of hard for me to answer because I don't really like to see anything as failures, but I think the biggest thing that I probably, if I would go back and change would be to, um, whenever I did move originally in Houston, I was so, I kind of got stuck into that entrep like too hard into that entrepreneur mentality to where like, I didn't want to get a job whenever I knew like I needed some income coming in. Right. Yeah. And I was living off of my savings, which led me to, uh, having no money <laughs> pretty much. So yeah, no money. And I was like stuck in credit card debt. You know, I think that was probably the biggest mistake that I've made. If I were to go back, um, I would have definitely, um, put my ego aside and go and get the job sooner, go and work at the collections agency sooner, go and sell cars, whatever, man. Like I, mm -hmm. I, there was so much, there was so much stuff that I, I passed on because I, I, was like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to be a business yeah. owner. Right. So I was just, you know, young, naive. I had a ego and yeah, it led me to that point. So yeah, going back and if I were to change anything, that's what it would be. That is the number one thing that I did, bro. I did the same exact shit. Like I don't need a fucking job. I'm going to do <laughs> yeah. this shit. Right. Dead broke credit card debt. <laughs> <laughs> Starving. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah man. So far, what has been your greatest achievement? Greatest achievement. Um, I feel like a lot of it is um, seeing, there's a lot, man. I like to see my employees grow. I like to see people who we bring in 
and watching them grow and flourish and becoming, um, you know, excelling in their position. I I love to see that, man. Um, And I I like, I like freedom, you know, I like, I like to be able to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. You know, obviously like I'm not there a hundred percent. I'm still having to be very active in my business, but um, I see like the light at the end of the tunnel and, you know, you know, being able to just do what you want to do and enjoy life is, I think is kind of like the biggest thing for me, you know, and, and, you know, because of COVID last year, it kind of put a lot of things on hold for me as far as like me wanting to travel and explore the world. Yeah. But this year, man, I, I've been going pretty, pretty hard at it. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to quit anytime soon of, you know, doing something like that. So being able to do that, man, has, has been a huge blessing for sure. Okay. And then what do we got? What's your morning routine? Uh, morning routine. Um, man, I, I read, uh, sometimes I work out if I have enough time. Um, that's pretty much it, man. And I just, I'll go straight into the office, you know, we'll go into the office. We'll come in here. We'll do a morning meeting on all of our, um, properties that we have that were, that are assigned or, you know, pending, um, you know, whatever we have, that's that we're marketing right now. We game plan every single day. Uh, then we usually that's usually follow followed by an acquisition meeting. So we have like a little huddle with acquisition guys, and um, you know we'll either do you know script practice. We'll watch uh, you know you know sales videos, okay. you know some Jordan Belfort stuff, um, Grant Cardone. Uh, there's a lot of other guys that we'll watch, and uh, yeah, man, we'll just get rolling. How much time do you spend a day thinking? Just thinking. Shit, dude. A lot. <laughs> like thinking about I, I your know. business. Oh, man. How like much time? out the bottlenecks. Dude. I don't know. Typically, that's that's more at the tail end of my day, you know, whenever I'm on my way home or, you know, something like that. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't put an actual number on the time, but it's a lot, man. Yeah, it's a lot. I'm always thinking about what we can do better, um, how I could have done something better what I want, you know what I mean? Um, you know, changes that we can make, stuff like that. I'm always thinking about it. Say every day for sure. Every oh, day. Without a doubt. Yeah. I just think yeah. people underestimate how much time they need to spend thinking. Dude, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think, you know, <laughs> <laughs> makes me think of how much time I really do actually spend. But yeah, it's definitely every single day towards the tail end of the day for sure. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And then what are some of your top books that you would recommend? Let's go top three business books, not including traction. Oh yeah. Yeah. Traction is a good one. Um, top three business books, uh, think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, man, um, pitch anything is really good. Pitch okay. anything. Um, right. I think his name is Orn Orn Clough clave or something. Um, super good sales guy. Other one, man, that I would say is probably, um, I really liked how to win friends and influence people too, but I would put that as kind of like the same material as a uh, pitch anything, but okay. I think those books really go hand in hand for sure. And think of grow rich is obviously mindset book, man. That once I read that, whenever I was, uh, I had got laid off from the only gas industry, man, that changed my whole mindset. What changed your life more? Think grow rich or rich dad, poor dad. Think of grow rich. For sure. Hands down. I feel the same yeah. way. All right. Do I have any more routine? Morning. Did I ask you about your morning routine? Like your yes. exact morning routine? Yep. That's all I got, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, cool. Last one. What's your five-year goal? Uh, five-year goal is to be... Um, I, I want to own a house right now. I live in an apartment. So I've been living in an apartment for so long. I kind of just want my privacy, man. I love peace and quiet. So I want to live, uh, I want to get a house on a lake. Uh, so that's, that's, that's my goal. And, um, yeah, again, just traveling, man, just doing whatever the hell I want, you know, having, having the right people in the right, in the right positions, um, to allow me the flexibility to, to do what I want to do. And, um, other than that, man, you know, probably have my daughter living with me at the time. So I definitely see that in the, in the next five years. And, that's about it, dude. Yeah. Okay. And then what advice do you have for 
just getting started entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs who are a little bit more scaled out and they're just pushing for that next level? Man, um, just be consistent. Like, I think, you know, right now, like on this, on this podcast, I've talked a lot about, you know, freedom and, you know, traveling and stuff like that, but it wasn't always like that, man. I, I literally had to put my, my face down, like to work every single day, all day, you know what I mean? And I think if you, if you, if you do that, you put in the work now, man, it, it definitely starts to pay off. You start to see that light at the end of the tunnel, like, damn, this was all the hard work, you know, this was all worth it, you know? So, you know, don't go out, don't go out with your friends, find new friends that are all, you know, very consistent with working and, um, you know, striving for goals. I think that's huge, you know, finding the right people to hang around with. Um, and yeah, like I said, man, just, just, just go to work, put your head down and just, just grind, like grind, 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 grind every single day, every single chance that you can get that way you can enjoy it later. And then when you are starting out, keep that day job for a little bit, but keep that day job <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right, man. Where yeah, can man. people find out more about you? Yeah. Follow me on Instagram. Um, at, at Cody Pertle at, uh, my first and last name. So it's that and simple. If they are in Houston or anywhere nationwide, they need a dispo dispo deals nationwide and Houston for your title company. Yeah. Um, so, um, if you want, if you want to send me deals, just send it to, uh, Cody C O D Y at Relia R E L I A homebuyers.com. You could also email me something there too. If you needed a title company to work with down here. Awesome. Thank you so much, bro. For Thank sure, you guys man. so much for tuning in. Thanks for having me on dude. Yeah, bro. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Winning Move Podcast. I hope it helps you make all the right moves in your life and business. Please make sure to go like and subscribe on any podcast platform that you're listening to. And make sure to go follow me on Instagram at Strat Daddy. Thank you guys so much. I'll talk to you soon.